This is the Software and Technology Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you information, education, and inspiration, only on MarketScale. The more diversity of thought of the people working at tech companies, the better. The blockchain idea was around 91, the same idea of in the digital world, we need verifiable documents. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Market Scale Technology Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. Thanks so much for joining us on another episode of the podcast. Make sure that you're going to marketscale.com slash industries if you want to listen to previous or upcoming episodes of the Market Scale Technology Podcast or other video podcast and article content from all of our different B2B industry verticals. And you can also find this podcast, of course, on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Make sure you're subscribing on there. So on MarketScale's various podcasts, we've been having an ongoing discussion on the shifting dynamics of the workplace. We've been analyzing everything from how office culture and layout will change as corporate businesses start to reopen, to how remote work and remote work tools and models are benefiting from work from home industries and are benefiting those industries as well. We continue that conversation today by getting another perspective on employee engagement and strategy around that engagement. As companies grapple with how remote work fits into the future of their business, determining that best approach for employee engagement that matches the company's workload, culture, and the employees themselves has become a very important puzzle to solve. So for insights today on employee engagement, we're joined by Vishal Bora. He's the executive vice president and site head for Personiv's Gurugram branch. Vishal brings 20 years of extensive experience and deep domain expertise in the areas of sales, business development, customer experience, and global operations. Vishal, great to have you on. How are you doing? Oh, very well. Thanks for having me, Daniel. Yeah, I'm looking forward to getting your insights on this, so let's not delay. Let's jump right in. Uh, Let's start by unpacking some of your experience in this field. How has your work over the last 20 years uh, tackled different kinds of employee engagement challenges? And what have you learned about some of the basics towards approaching and, uh, you know, quote unquote, solving employee engagement that can go even beyond remote work just for employee engagement in general? I think... uh Employee engagement itself is a is a very vast subject, and and it entirely depends on how the recipient actually comprehends it. And uh, over the last twenty years, if you talk to me about this, I would say that you know I was a little confused right in the beginning in the organizations that I worked with because there was a very uh, minuscule difference between employee satisfaction index, employee happiness, what is employee engagement. Um, but then, you know, I mean, from a recipient point of view, whatever came by my way, I mean, I was uh, pretty much happy with what I was getting because of the intrinsic motivation I used to carry. But when it came to the other side of the table and I have to develop different employee engagement activities, I thought through it and I, I was, uh, you know, a little more than what I was getting, I wanted to give it back to my employees. And that's how I developed that, you know, what exactly employee engagement is. And that is a beautiful concept, a beautiful way of looking at things where everybody acts as an owner rather than an employee-employer relationship. That's how I would put it. 
based on your experience and uh, the way that our workplace and workforce dynamics have evolved in those 20 years, why would you say the concept of employee engagement as a focused strategy is important in general? Why is it something people should be caring about? Oh, that's a that's a very good question. Um, because for me, like I, I said that, you know, what I was able to derive out of what employee engagement is, it actually means a lot because employee engagement is defined as a genuine effort from the organization to make them a part of our professional family. And, and this is in response to the emotional commitment the employee has to the organization and its goals. And, and when I talk about this em- emotional commitment, which means engaged employees who actually care about their work and their company uh, they work for, and they don't just work for the paycheck or just for the next promotion, but work on, the, on behalf of the organization's goals. Uh, I would put it at that, you know, when employees care and when they are engaged, uh, they use discretionary effort. And thus, I mean, why it is important is primarily because, according to me, engaged employees are proven to be productive. Uh, I would say efficient and for sure put, it, put in their 100% for the betterment of business. It definitely improves bottom line for any organization, which is definitely a truth. Uh, through higher retainability and so continuous improved performance. Whereas at the same time, uh, due to all of this, uh, there's a huge factor of building trust for the customers or clients we work for, and which is beneficial for a long-term business relationship. So I would say it's a huge upside that's there, uh, which is to be fetched. How would you say that our current pandemic situation has added new layers or challenges to that goal of employee engagement, especially when we look at remote teams? I would uh, spin it uh, differently, and I would say pandemic or uh, non-pandemic. I think okay. uh, when you really want to uh, engage your employees while working remote, uh, it's, a, it's a net new model for a business in an outsourcing world. And so there's a massive need of mindset shift. And, you know, I mean, nothing can stop you doing the employee engagement activities while being online or using the platforms like Zoom, Teams. You do the reward and recognition, definitely. And that's how you do it through Zoom also, through Teams also. You can have everybody logged in through it. And then from from sending a soft copy certificates to gift cards, at the end of the day, you're acknowledging people's effort of doing what they're supposed to be doing and going above and beyond. Uh, also, you know, suddenly online coaching in work from home environment takes over face to face coaching, which is also a point of engagement. But you need to see it differently because previously you have, um, you know, close to 14, 15 people assigned to one supervisor. But here you need to change the mindset and move into a mentor mentee program instead of everyone relying on one supervisor for 14, 15 people. And, and there's a huge upside to it, which provides uh, immediate resolution, easy, that, that they know the person that is assigned to them as an on standby for help. So, you know, and, and leadership in decentralized setup calls for engaging people in improved frequency of continuous and transparent communication. They need to know where's the organization moving, how's everyone uh, doing uh, through your daily, weekly and monthly connects. You, and, and specifically talking about, you know, pandemic, I would say that, you know, there's a continuous health check touch points are supposed to happen. And that's what we definitely do through our HR forums. 
you need to show your genuine care. And other than that, educational and informational communication has to happen. And of course, I mean, you know, we're dealing with Z generation right now. And I would say that, you know, fun activities through online games or different online meeting platforms has to happen. Uh, these are some of the basics that you can definitely do with the, you know, uh, the staff that you have, those who are working for eight hours, 10 hours a day, and then, you know, working from home in a silo, uh, you know, makes you do things in a mundane way and they can get bored out of it. Uh, so you need to continue engaging your people like that. But at the same time, from a management point of view, I would say that, you know, there's a definite need of continuously honing the skill set of management group and keeping them empowered, even while working from home. Like, for example, you know, investing in their skill set development, usage of uh, LinkedIn learning, enroll them in online courses. These are kind of management courses which are available, especially the short-term projects to keep the newness and continuous learning while no one is watching them. So you basically are showing your genuine trust in them that you know they are improving their skill set as a management layer. And also, I think it's extremely important to continue empowering them by engaging in larger discussions and taking their viewpoint and sharing yours and finding a logic between both because brainstorming sessions and Zoom, Teams kind of platform and acknowledging their ideas are extremely important accordingly. According to me, work from home uh, may have brought some obstacles in the conventional way of working in the beginning. However, if we've invested in building trust right from the beginning, and if we have a structure in place, I'd say espouse the available ingenious technology and refine your employee engagement activities for the employee working from home. And that is the beautiful concept of doing it online. Based on how uh, these tools and methodologies have been implemented during the pandemic. Do you see these remote work engagement uh, challenges and uh, potential solutions or tactics becoming a standard workplace dynamic for employers uh, moving forward post-pandemic? Why or why not? There's a way of looking at things. Again, I mean, it depends on the leader of an organization, what kind of decisions they are taking. I mean, if something's working for you, why not continue with it? And if something is not working for you and you have a better idea of doing it when you are in a face-to-face -face environment uh, versus a work-from-home environment, I think you need to make a conscious decision. At the end of the day, relationships are at the core of what we actually do. We collaborate with people inside and outside of the organizations, uh, organization, gathering insights and ideas that improve the way we do business and serve our customer. Uh, we, we, we provide numerous forums and networks collect and respond to employee feedback, provide opportunities for community involvement, and offer a range of recognition programs. So, you know, our every interaction with our people is absolute honest and respectful, treating everyone with absolute integrity. And if this continues, there is no harm because there is nothing different that you're doing when people are working from home, and it can continue when people come back to working from office. For some extra context, because I'm always interested in seeing how uh, different geographic regions handle some of these situations differently, or if there are uh, any geographic 
differences in the effect of um, work from home transitions. You're obviously based out of one of Prasanev's uh, India locations. So are you seeing any of these same dynamics in India as well? And what are some key takeaways that you've learned uh, for things that are and are not working in your region? You know, I mean, it's a tricky question. What's not working? You know, I don't want to touch that because I think sure. it is for leaders uh, a way of looking at it that, you know, how to make things work for you. Uh, what is more important for me is to, you know, first listen, listen to your people, what they want, listen to your employees, create forums to understand their thought process, their whiffim, views, suggestions, make a note of it as that's the baseline of creating a plan. And, you know, when it's a communication, which is a two-way communication, very consultative, I don't see that, you know, something is not going to work. And so if, if something's not going to work, I mean, we'll have to leave it behind. But at the same time, there's a, you know, plethora of information that's available with you, what's working, what's not working, because it's not a net new setup for an organization and the employees are not net new. It's only the model has changed. So I would say listening still becomes... Uh, extremely important or stays extremely important when you are developing a robust plan around skill set development uh, through coaching activities, mentor mentee program, um, you know, also learning and development initiatives. Uh, like I said, that you know, fun at work is extremely important, but at the same time, employees' participation in fun activities is extremely important to unleash employees' potential other than work. Uh, employee engagement. Currently, I think in most of the organizations are seen as where, you know, you're having parties, uh, people go on parties and then forget it the next day what actually happened. And then you are done and over with it. My way of looking at it or the persona's way of looking at it is how we are engaging our people in the method to madness that we are doing. For example, I think most important factor of it is, uh, you know, other than listening and, you know, developing their skill set, fun at work. Uh, the, the other items that I can talk about is, is transparent communication. How is the organization doing? How is the employee's contribution helped the organization to be recognized by the client? That's, that's extremely important. They definitely need to know and feel good about it. Over and above that, you know, if, if your organization's value is giving back to the community and you're very big on that, it's not only writing a check and sending it over to any nonprofit, but I would say involve your employees in giving back to the community efforts. It solves through touching the emotional quotient of your employees. And there is a give and take respect relationship that develops from it. So then based on some of those localized, uh, I guess, uh, learning points and perspectives, as well as just your general work with Personiv and with uh, creating engaging infrastructure for employees, what are some of the best practices that you've found to engage remote employees and what are some of the domino effects that those best practices can have on a company as a whole? From an employee engagement, I think uh, work from home has actually taught us different ways of engaging you know, our employees, like, you know, for example, uh, fun at work, like that's, that's one of, uh, you know, how employee engagement is embroidered with fun at work as an attribute of it. I would say that, you know, fun at work, I've learned a lot of things that we are doing with our, with our folks, uh, with our employees that, you know, the kind of contest that's there on the fortnight or for PUBG or any kind of stuff where people can get engaged uh, dumpster ads is kind of stuff that we are doing. So that is from a fun and work point of view. 
Um, and and also apart from it, like I've I've talked about that you know online coaching uh, is extremely important. Online uh, registration on different uh, platforms to improve the skill set that's that's actually helping because previously when we were at at office, what we were doing is like calling a guest speaker from outside or having to uh, you know or, or uh, having the person to come and take that session. But here. More important is to find out what are the relevant courses which are available for our employees and have them enroll through it. Uh, that's another point. And then definitely, uh, you know, recognizing people's efforts, rewarding them uh, are some of the things that, you know, we've learned uh, from a work from home environment. And in our geography, I think it is extremely important to have that, you know, the emotional quotient to be one of the prime because, you know, this part where, you know, we are situated, I think you're talking Asia. If you, if you talk about there more towards trust that's being built and the people work for uh, their managers, if they, they feel that, you know, they, they can trust them or, or vice versa. Other than that, I think you give them whatever, you know, paycheck that you want to give. If they're not trusting their manager, they would not work for it, for, work for them. And that's extremely important in this part of the geography that we need to maintain that, you know, you have to have clear communication, transparent communication, and be absolutely uh, genuine and honest about what you were saying. So that actually helps in this part of geography, I would say. And finally, uh, for companies that already had an engagement strategy in place and were tailoring that for whatever their you know in office dynamic was now they're going hybrid or full remote and as we come out of this pandemic they're dealing with okay how do i adapt this engagement strategy to our new workforce dynamic. What's your advice for transitioning employee engagement strategies that already exist uh, to go virtual while teams work from home in the short term and in the long term? I would say the biggest attribute of stitching a plan uh, of employee engagement or restitching or, you know, probably trying to ponder the thoughts on whether this working or this gonna work and work from home environment or or work from office, I think is the biggest attribute is listening to your people. Uh, you gotta have your forums where, you know, you have um, thousands of people, those who have brains and can put forward or actually, you know, uh, keep them engaged. Those are the suggestions which can come to your suggestion bank and then you can pick it up from there, which actually gives uh, you know, the sense of being heard by the people and their engagement level automatically increases rather than you're forcing people to get engaged in the engagement activity that you have planned for the organization. If you uh, swam dirty water and you want to take out one particular point, which is the baseline for everything, is going to be, you know, listening to your employees, what they actually need, what's there with them, and stitch your plan uh, based on their uh, suggestions. All right, Vishal Bora, thank you so much for joining us and giving us these insights on the podcast today. Again, we've been chatting with Vishal Bora, Executive Vice President and Site Head for Personiv's Gurugram branch. Vishal, if people want to find out a little bit more about Personiv and some of the solutions that y'all are offering to assist in that transition and to assist in employee engagement, uh, where can they go? So they can always go to uh, our website, which is www.personiv.com. There is a whole lot of uh, you know information about Personev. 
Uh, we've been in this business for the last 35 years, and we think that, you know, uh, while we all want to have quantity of work, but first and foremost thing, we believe in our top three pillars, which is uh, people, quality, giving back to the community. We believe in quality work rather than just, you know, uh, going ahead and looking for any kind of work, which is giving you quantity, but not uh, challenging you uh, from a quality standpoint. So challenging the status quo, uh, challenging the quality every now and then is what Persona is all about. And you will see it in our uh, website, which is www.persona.com. All right, Vishal, thanks again. Thank you. And thank you, everyone, for listening to today's episode of the podcast. And if you like what you heard and want to listen to previous episodes, make sure that you're going to marketscale.com slash industries. And there you can find all of our podcast, article, and video content from not just our software and technology vertical, but from a variety of different B2B verticals as well. And make sure you're subscribing to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, as well as leaving a rating and a comment wherever you're listening to your podcast content. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. Till next time.